You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. And we're back. We're back. Back in the saddle again. Back in black. Let's roll. Red Heat and Rage Radio. Game time decisions. I am Gabriel Moranzi. Sit alongside the raging redhead, Cam Stewart, as we are back from Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, Part of me thinks it's a very good thing that we're back uh, right now, uh, a day earlier than we thought we were going to be. And uh, part of me wishes I was pounding back uh, mango daiquiris uh, at Vince Neal's bar right now. I agree, Moretzi. Meeting Don Johnson and uh, that guy, he didn't chintz out on the daiquiris, too. First, we hit strawberry. Then the machine went under. Basically, we took all the slush from the strawberries. Like, sorry, boys, only mango left. Man, we took them to the cleaners. Yeah, a lot of people think it's like, ooh, we drank all a brand of beer on a plane. (laughs) And me and Cam have drank all the vodka and rum on a plane uh, before. But we reached new limits when Circus Circus Casino told us, guys, we're out of strawberry slushy. Uh, <laughs> and the best was, the best was, like, you know, I got everybody turned on to these, the, the, the drinks over at Vince Neal's bar. It's, man, Vince makes a mean daiquiri, man. You know what I like about Circus Circus? You said it. They don't chintz out. Like, when they pour a drink, like, a lot of bars, you know, when you ask for a double, I'm like, yeah. come on. Most places, yeah. you, yeah. you go to, like, Bellagio or any yeah. of these other places. They're Ken, singles. They're measuring it. Yeah. In a shot glass, no. in it. They don't measure at no. Circus Circus. They, they measure it. on what your tip is. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> they feel it, Gabe. <laughs> and and they were feeling it well for us. So it was great. So yeah, we're going to this you know, we're in Circus Circus sports book uh, for most of the time. And you know, they have drinks in the sports book and there's a bar in the sports book, but next door there's Vince Neal's bar. And Vince Neal's bar had the really really good uh, drinks. So, you know, we're crushing these uh, strawberry daiquiris. They're called Looks That Kill, like the song. Yeah. She's got the looks, looks that, that kill. kill. I'll tell you what, after a couple of those daiquiris, everybody looks good. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're crushing the daiquiris. So the best thing is we meet this dude, um, you know, Mark, the air conditioner uh, king. Yeah, heating and cooling. Uh, great, great guy. Uh, great guy. Uh, you look just like Don Johnson. I don't know what his deal is. Like, I don't think he was telling us the whole story, what this guy does. He, def- he definitely wasn't, but we. Yeah. Like, it, it was great to hang with. Yeah, he had a wallet. Like, he was just stacked with cash. He's like, all right, what do, what do you guys need? So it's great. He went over, and I told him he had a strawberry daiquiris at Vince Neal's bar. And when he went in to order the strawberry, they even said, they said, no, nah, man, there's been these guys, man. They crushed all the strawberry. There's none left. You got to get mango. <laughs> I liked mango. They were both great. The mango was real good. Refreshing. I agree. Yeah. The, the mango <laughs> was real good. I got to tell you, it's like. I don't, uh, it's the, well, one day is a whole blur to me. I remember you saw me and I can, I can drink like anybody under the table usually. But uh, that day where I was playing blackjack, Marenzi, I, I don't remember. Like I, like I haven't had a blackout that bad in a while. Like I woke up. I think I got a sub from Subway. I got mayonnaise running. Like I got mayonnaise on my leg. I got, I, I wake up. I'm on the floor. I think I fell out off the toilet. Like it's just like, I mean, wasted. And you said there's a, I don't know what you told me. You said there was a crowd of people around me at the blackjack table and I was going for it. Like I started, I was the old Cam coming back. Like not 20 a hand. Like I'm, I'm in. Like Cam, I'm ready to rock. Cam was hammering the table and he beat this one dealer in a submission, man. I thought they were going to fire. The pit boss came over. You know, there was like a crowd gathered around the table. They switched dealers up. Yeah. And I was like Cam's manager because Cam, Cam was pretty hammered. And there were a bunch of us. So Cam, Cam's looking back. He's like, am I going too far? <laughs> Is it time to tap out yet? And, you know, you know, he's asking a bunch of degenerate gamblers. So we're all like, you're good. You're good. <laughs> so we're like, stay in, stay in. So you're going. But then I told you, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Then, yeah, yeah. you Because you crushed. The, you're playing green chips. And there were 25. And yeah. you were playing singles. And I singles. kept on leaving out the, yeah, the 25, five. 25, yeah. 25. And I swear to God, dude, you won like 15 out of 20 heads. Yeah, no, I go 25. Yeah, so you sure. racked yeah. up about $500 yeah. in chips. Oh, I got a system. I go 25. And then when they pay in fives, you leave. I go like 25, 40, 60. Yeah. My buddy but told then you me, told her, give me the $50 yeah. chips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I wanted the, actually, I had 100, the, the, the black ones, too. Yeah. I, had, I had three doubles. And you told them, I split eights. And I'll tell you guys, if you're blackjack players out there, splitting eights looks good 
against a six, it never works out well. And I had a double, too. I went eight, three, boom, for 17. Everything's going great. Yeah, she filled in a, a five-card 21. I almost puked. But anyway, uh, that was a nice $800 swing. But anyway, the trip was awesome and uh, great meeting everybody. What can we say, Marenzi? This was probably one of the be best trips like we've had. It was in and out. It was an in and outer. I wish we could have stayed. No, we should have done. Probably left earlier in the week and then came well, home you, you on you the Sunday. You need a full week. Well, we do. I'm sorry. I can't. You can't justify spending that kind of money that's and then the leaving problem. in two days. That's like, I'm looking problem. at my visa bill going, that's stupid. You know, speaking of stupid, I booked I booked a hotel room for a day that I wasn't even there. So did I. That's the first time I've ever, like, misbooked a, a plane before, except it's freaking confusing. And I'm not the only one that's done it. People on Twitter have told me it happened. Oh, it's happened oh, to it's, cra it's crazy. You know, it, it happened. It says, it says Sunday, but it's Saturday. They don't tell you what time. Yeah, but it should say when you arrive exactly. the date exactly so you freaking know, yeah, man. Yeah, you're leaving at midnight, whatever, Saturday Dude, night. I, I called the lady on Saturday afternoon. I was on hold forever, and I'm like, listen, I'm on this plane. When is this plane? Is this plane tomorrow night or is it tonight? And she goes, it's tomorrow night, sir. So I'm like, so it's Sunday night. And she goes, yes, it's Sunday night, but you have to be at the airport at 10 o'clock tonight. <laughs> Thanks. So I said, no, well, that's tonight, tonight then. What does this mean? And, dude, it was like it was like an, it was like the Three Stooges. We were going back and forth, like, who's on first? Abbott and Costello. I'm like, so is it tonight or tomorrow? What does this mean? Finally, it's like, all right, now I'm on the same plane, plane as uh, Cam, but, you know, ultimately it was probably a good thing that we got back because, if, you know, if we would have got back, let's just say this morning at like 7 or 8 a.m., we wouldn't sound uh, as yeah. great as we sound right now. I think we sound great. And I'll tell you something else. <laughs> like, on the way there, you hit the party machine when everybody knew us and stuff like that. On the way back, like, I couldn't have had a surlier uh, person beside me. You know what I mean? Like, not even, like, hi, how you doing? Like, put right, like the headphones came right on, and I just grabbed my gravel. I threw them down my down my gullet. Yeah. I grabbed the water. I go, me and this chick are definitely not talking to each you other. You didn't hear me talk very like, much. I, 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 she was just sour. Right? Like, she put, the, she put the headphones on. She hated everybody. And I was like, this is perfect. So I was no getting, small I was getting dirty looks when we got on the plane camp because I brought the rest of my chilies on. Some people feel like it's a it's a plain like faux pas etiquette to eat fast food on a plane. No, next it's to not. People. When I spent five hundred and sixty dollars <laughs> on a damn flight, I can bring some chicken tenders on. You got a problem? It's like yeah, I wasn't done my meal. Exactly. And yeah, I just paid eighteen bucks oh, for chicken oh. tenders. I wasn't leaving it I, I, there. I didn't want to tell Cardano this, but I, I got to let the cat out of the bag. The craziest thing is a lot of things went wrong on this trip. Me and Gabe are casually having some chicken tenders and fries, and I look over. And I go, oh, my God, there's nobody in our section. I start freak. I go, dude, like, what, what time is the flight? They were all on the plane. Like, they're all, there's Marister Morency and Mr. Yeah. Stewart. Like, we were like pariahs when we came. I was like, oh, my God. Like, they boarded way earlier than I thought. Usually in Vegas, they give you some time. Yeah, but I don't, yeah, I don't really understand what happened. Because yeah, we no, had, we were like, sober and everything. We, like, yeah, well, I don't know if we were sober, yeah. but, you know, we had, <laughs> no, but we, we had like an hour, an hour yeah. and a half there. Yeah. Like you said, we get the chicken tenders. Next thing you know, you're like, yeah. dude, the plane's boarded. Yeah. Yeah, we came pretty close to missing that plane. We did, actually. We're, I'm talking minutes, like about two or two to five minutes. Which actually would have been a new low because we were there on time. Exactly. We, we were there on time. <laughs> that You're right. That would have been the lowest. Like, like I, we, I'm glad I looked over. Like, Marenzi, like, we were in, because we were in the kind of like the, the food section, right? With the tables and stuff. But they were at the other end. And I look over the machines and I'm like, these guys are gone. Like, they're, they're history. Yeah, well, I, you know, I got to tell you, like, like you said, it was a great time. I've had uh, I've been to Vegas a million times. Yep. I've lived there, but as far as like tourist trips go and concern, yeah. we did what you're supposed to do in Vegas. We went. It was March Madness. We hung out with a bunch of cool people. Taylor Stevens, uh, Sonny Vega, Sonny, Sonny was just crushing. I'm going to tell you, like he, he, this guy bets like our boss. Like this guy's got a bankroll. Guys, we were with this guy, Sonny Vega. Bucks. Yeah, we're all happy and high-fiving. Hey, I just won $250, and hey. he bust out a ticket. Is this good? Yeah. He's all drunk. He doesn't even know. He's like, I think this is a winner. It's like, yeah, you just won $3,600, dude. Good work, Sonny. And then we see him in the morning, and he's like, I think I won again, $2,100. <laughs> you're, so, you're so right. So Cam, he doesn't Cam even just know. looks at me. He's like, this is unreal, this guy. Like, you know, that's... <laughs> I love his Virginia Tech knapsack, too. He's walking around with his little Virginia Tech knapsack. Sonny is awesome. No, that guy's a, he's a hardcore gambler. Yeah, Sonny, Sonny Vega it. actually saved me because you remember I sold him my ticket mid-game. That's right. So you could get tickets <laughs> yes. for the other game. I told that's, him, look. That, that's when you know you're yeah. a gambler. I told him, look, dude. 
I got the over. All I need is 10 points. There's like seven minutes left. The ticket's good for sure, man. <laughs> I said, I got to get this Michigan bet in. Because like you said, I was like, more on Michigan. More, more, more. And another more. Thing, another point that I try to bring up is you just met Don Johnson that day before I disappeared, right? So yeah. I met you guys when I was stumbling in the hotel. I ran into you and DJ at the bar, at Vince Neal's bar. You just met the guy. Listen to this one, people. Gabe goes up and says, hey, you know, Don, Donnie J, I'm a little bit short. I need 150. Guys, hey, here's 200. I don't know friends that I've known for like 20 years that would give me $200 to place a bet. We just met the guys like, take whatever you need. Yeah. Like, they're so friends. You know what? That's a nice. I, I'm with you. Screw it, man. They're the nicest people going down there. Oh, tell right you right. People, yeah, no. People around Renzi Studios are horrible, like, compared to the people we meet. Say what you No, we're amongst our ilk when well, we're people like that. I don't yeah, know. That's weird. That's this like where family. We sh- this is where we should be living. It's like family. Not, yeah, 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 exactly. Not here. Not here. Exactly. We we're we're amongst there. family when we're with, like, degenerates in a Vegas casino. Yeah, it felt great. Nice people. Give you money. Yeah, we get everybody back. It's all yeah, good. Yeah, so, you know, we, we've got a lot of stories to share, but we're going to talk some basketball here as well. Yep. Um, so something interesting happened during the Michigan game late. So we got to get the plane after the Michigan game. During the Michigan game, I'm in the, uh, the sport book at – Pretty much everybody in the room was on Michigan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. All the it, old guys. There was one, I think there was one dude in Houston, but he didn't say much. Yeah. It was hit in the corner. It was a pro Michigan room. And, you know, the F bombs were flying pretty good and stuff, but they don't care at Circus Circus. Oh, great casino. Yeah. Like, that's what's good about it. Like, they let you know, they, they just don't care. So, some dude in a Tennessee volunteer golf shirt, and him and his buddies were sitting there for like the two, three days. And now it all makes sense because they weren't, they were never drinking. And I never really seen them gambling too much, but they were sort of like, you know, circling sheets and sort of, yeah. you know, hanging out. So anyway, so this guy in a Tennessee volunteer golf uh, shirt, this older dude, you know, white hair and stuff, tells me because, uh, I don't know, Houston missed a shot. And I, I, I said, F you, Houston. <laughs> <laughs> so I said something. And he goes, hey, he goes, you've been swearing all night here. You got you to watch your language. And I told the guy, F you. <laughs> And uh, I said, F you and the Vols. I said, what, do you work here? I said, if security has a problem, whatever. Yeah, I said, you don't work here. And uh, he got all flustered, and he busted out a badge. LVPD, asshole. A real badge. Yeah, a real badge, you know? And I was like, yeah, all right, all right. And he goes, watch your language. So, like, so I see, I sort of gave the guy a dirty look. He, I mean, I, he eyeballed me a few times after, but it all made sense after that I realized this, Cam, because... I thought it was interesting, and I noticed it. These guys were sitting at the table, and they always had money on the table. And they were leaving the money on the table. And I thought, you know what? What are they doing? This is this is circus, circus. You yeah. don't leave money on the table. No, nope, a lot of grip. Like, they had their own table, but the table was right beside the line. So, basically, guys, it was like bait car. You know, like the show where they leave the, uh, the you know, the door unlocked and the keys in the car? I'd probably jump in and <laughs> take it for a spin. Dude, I told you. That, I don't know if you remember the story I told you. I was at Stratosphere once, and I met a kid. He was panicking about a Michigan game, football game, actually. He had 20 bucks on it. And he goes, dude, I need this. Otherwise, I'm sleeping on the street tonight. And I found out his story. The kid was from Alaska, and he was in Vegas for a wedding like a year earlier. And uh, he got busted on bait car. They actually, in, in Palace Station parking lot, he was staying at Palace Station. You can't make this. The, the kid said that there was a car in the parking lot with the window rolled down with, like, two computers just sitting there. And he, and he told me, he goes, I'm not going to lie. I got a meth problem. So, you know, I'm PCP. Yeah. He goes, I saw the computers, and yeah. I he, took them. He went for it. Yeah. I was here for a wedding. I said, so you're here for a wedding, and you stole computers from a car in a parking lot? He's like, yeah, but I got a PCP, a meth problem. That's, so, a, that's a fair excuse. So he said, like, he said about <laughs> 10 minutes later, he goes to his room, and then, bang, the door gets kicked open. And he's on TV. <laughs> And the cameras. Oh are there. my god! And it was what a nightmare. It was bait car. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> so these guys, Cam, were leaving the bills, and I noticed there were ones and stuff. <laughs> but because even me, right? I wasn't taking the money, but even I looked oh, over. Yeah, you're gonna look at a stack of you money. You notice the money? Yeah. And I'm all you. like, these guys keep leaving their money on the table. Someone's gonna steal it. I'm not gonna steal it. But someone's gonna steal it. And, and I noticed they raised it up, Cam. Hundreds were left oh, on the table. That's the real bait number. They were cops. Yeah. They were trying to bait people into Stealing reaching over, eggs. grabbing the hundred in place, and they were sitting right next to the window. So basically, you grab the hundy, 
you put it in on a game and you think, hey, that's smooth, and yeah. you're, you're all good. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> sheriff, so it's like, sheriff volunteers there. Yeah, so it's like, hey, listen, Sheriff Lombardo. Um, <laughs> it's like, listen, maybe I'm dropping F-bombs, but I didn't steal your money, bro. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I didn't steal your money, bro. So it's like yeah, they were surly. So dudes. it's like back off, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's crazy. Yeah, baiting people to steal money, and you know, baiting from, people to steal money and, in in a, in a casino. We're not gonna lie, we love circus, circus. But during the day when we're getting wasted, I watch like because you, I always watch you when you're getting wasted and you start jumping around and stuff. I told you, double zip the thing, make sure to yeah, keep the tickets. Yeah, there. I so I watch you, kind. I'm kind of like your brother, so I make sure no tickets fall out and stuff. Remember, you gotta understand, funny. you know, yeah. you don't understand. People are this burning a hole through like you. Like, the Michigan they love game. that stuff. Turn the Michigan They want to rob you. I'm standing there. I didn't like a call or something. So I was like, ah, I put my hand up. And I guess I knocked the entire tray of cocktail waitresses. Oh, yeah, yeah, over. I saw her. Yeah, yeah, yeah the Lithuanian but, chick. Look at these yeah. guys. I was so drunk, I didn't know it was me. <laughs> I know. So I say to the lady, I'm like, what an asshole. Who knocked your <laughs> drinks over? I'm like, that's terrible. Cam she looks over at me. He goes, Gabe, it was you. It was you. <laughs> and the she lady even, says, she didn't mind, though. The lady smiles at me, and she goes, it's okay, honey. It's okay. And the best is? And I'm like, all right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So I put $5 on the tray, and I give her 5 I'm like, can I get a double? <laughs> the best was when she smiled, too. She had no tooth on the side. She was kind of like, hee, <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. No, I tell the lady, I'm like, you I'm like there's her. booze all over the place. Yeah. I'm like, who knocked the drinks? You almost ran her over. Like, you were like a linebacker. And she was the back, and you called. I was the like sweet. Rob Ford yeah, yeah. knocking the lady. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, like, like you went into her heart. She almost stumbled. Drinks gone. What asshole did this? That was what? right around when the cop told me to chill out too. Yeah, yeah, I think he yeah. probably saw that. Yeah, it's all right. She was cool about it. Hey, circus, circus didn't have a problem. Exactly. All right, Mike Blewett's gonna join us. Talk some uh, ball. Tony Sincata on the radar. All that and more. Game time decisions continues. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio. I have Gabe Mombretzi. Still outside of Raging Redhead Camp. Stewart continues. We are back from Las Vegas, Nevada, for better or worse. We miss you already, Las Vegas. We do. I miss our boy Stucci. Yeah, Stucci's a good guy. Chris Edge. Nice guys. Uh, Lou's the best. Lou Gamblu. Oh, Gamblu? Amazing. Meeting Gamblu was great. Lou was great. Bri- Brian Blessing. <laughs> the whole gang. Yeah, Brian Blessing uh, was uh, in, in fine spirits. Ted Savransky. Yeah, it was just over the top. Uh, great, great times in Las Vegas. We look forward to doing it again. Uh, we'll probably be in Vegas. Uh, I think I'll be speaking at a football conference, actually, in oh, August. In nice. Vegas. So going, that going could, back in August. Well, I don't know if I can wait that long all yeah, the way you, to August. You already got the itch. I got a little bit of itch. I actually yeah. thought, you know what, maybe I'll go down for the NBA Finals or something, the Raptors or playoff run or something. I don't know. We'll see. But I always say that, right, when I come back from Vegas. It's probably better I don't go back to Vegas in a while. One thing about uh, Vegas that both of us know you can't drink going on the plane there. That's what leads to disaster. Yeah. If you show up sober the first night, you have the trip. That's no. that's what pulls the carpet I'm, from underneath. I'm not I'm not your I'm not your guardian. I'm your friend, right? And these guys are talking. Hey, you know, hey, we know you from the show. We love to party with you guys, right? So it's like, okay, you know what I do, Gabe? You know I hate flying, right? So I'm just pop a few. I'm I'm out. Like I'm out. Like I I don't want to see anybody. I don't want to talk to anybody. I'll wake up in the destination. But you, when I woke up a couple, I was, I was you were holding court there, just going bananas. And I'm like, this guy is flying right now. Like I know that's what you say. Bad things happen because when you're drinking in 
in altitude too, it's not a usual drunk. Your brain is getting mangled. Like you're up in the air, bro. Like that's different. <laughs> you roll into Sin City already, Buster. <laughs> well, that's what that's it's how it's fun though because you yeah, show up, you're like, fun, ah. but that's when the disaster starts, ah, right? Yeah, I'd yeah, say yeah, it's yeah. day one. It's it's yeah. tough. It's tough. Hour one. Like the most money I lost at the tables all week was night one. Yeah, of course it was. Yeah, yeah. Rolling in after ah, we were on yeah. tilt, we were on tilt that night. That was the night we should have just you know not not not, not did any gambling yeah. that night. All right, so you know considering that uh, you know it was quite a blur. If you look at the brackets at the way that they are right That's now, you, you'd think, that, what the hell happened? Is this, you know, what, really? Like, this, this guy, what? So, basically, Loyola, Chicago, or Nevada, Nevada are going to be in the Elite Eight. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I know. that's Like, that's because they're playing each other, so one, one of them has to advance. What about meltdowns? I mean, we'll talk to Blewett about it, but I've never seen, like, Xavier going meltdown. The, oh, yeah. That, okay, first of all. That Xavier meltdown is going under the radar. Coach Mack, for a guy that's been around, like, that was brutal the way they handled the, the shot clock was embarrassing. Florida State was actually, they were even missing shots. And st- they gave them so much confidence. I was on like, FSU plus the boys. Were you really? Wow. You, you and know. I was beating myself up during a pick Same during one. the game. I'm I like, what the hell did I do Xavier, exactly. Xavier's like, usually that school that never screws up. They have fundamentally sound kids. And at the end... Florida State was the guys who got it done. They were just they were just I knew they weren't, running on them. I knew they weren't a uh, legitimate number one. Yeah, so I yeah, no, they're not a they're 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 a horrible horrible number one. I agree. I I I can't believe they collapsed like that. And I hate to say it, our buddy Mick Cronin, great guy and all, but Cincinnati they have a. a recipe for this the Cincinnati Bearcats every single time like that lost to Nevada game but that was I don't even know where, where to put that they had such big players they let Nevada crawl back in that game like I hate like like that can't happen that can't happen buddy it's sick Loyola Chicago extremely hyped team coming into the tournament and you know I think my uh, my disdain for hip people cam you know, blinds me from uh, taking hip basketball teams. Yeah. I sort of went right into, right into, uh, you know, what screw these guys. Everyone, yeah. oh, Loyola, uh, Chicago, sis- this. Sister Agnes, whatever. Yeah, the old lady in a wheelchair. Don't Sister <laughs> Agnes, I guess some talk show host in Tennessee told her to go F herself. Really? Yeah. And people are pretty upset because he told a, a nun to go f herself. Wow, that's wow, that's crazy. I didn't. Maybe I, she got lippy with him. I, I didn't know who Sister Agnes no, was. She just sits in her chair and yeah, watches. Yeah, I noticed uh, too. I was Chicago. like, all right, all right, get it. This do, lady. Do you think she, because she had the power of God, maybe told him to screw off? I don't know. Who's to say? Just because you go to church doesn't mean you don't. Get what do you, what do you with think people? about uh, Nevada uh, against Loyola Chicago? Mm, I don't know, man. Tough game. That's a tough, tough game. I actually lean Loyola Chicago. I hate to say it. What do you think? It's a total toss-up. It is a total toss-up. Hey, Loyola Chicago won their game I on, a, on a three versus – you saw the Hurricanes found found a way to lose on that buzzer beater. These guys show up. You know, what are you going to say? In Nevada, they should have got their asses kicked by Cincinnati, but they came back and didn't quit. Good job by Musselman. Like, uh, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. I'd probably go though, the totals one forty three and a half. I, I know you'd probably look to the over in that game, Nevada, because Nevada, for them to be successful, I think they want to run and gun and break down Loyola's will. They can put, they could play at a fast pace. That's the one thing the Wolfpack can do. That kid on Nevada, man, great three point uh, shooter. Yes, I, I'm more impressed by. Uh, Texas A&M, what they did to North Carolina to me was something out of the movies. Uh, they have big guys. North Carolina. I didn't see that coming. No, dude. North Carolina. I actually had A&M with the points. I'm not going to lie to you. I was wrong about. Uh, I was with you. I wanted to take a Marshall. We'll talk about that later. That was just stupid. But Texas A&M. We are Marshall. Yeah, that we, worked we, out. We that are worked horrible. Out well last we are horrible. <laughs> West Virginia won that state yeah. battle. I was on such a nice run yeah. too. I was on Purdue money line. I didn't lay the three and a half. Instead, I'm yeah. like, nah, let me money line it. And they win by three. Perfect. Like, man, I'm hot. Yeah. Then I'm Syracuse? Like, I even tweet out. I'm like, man, I know Syracuse aren't great, but 10 points, a lot of points. It's a lot of points. They end up winning outright. Then I'm on, I'm on uh, FSU. Yep. You know, things were going real good. But, of course, the money management then, and I, li- I literally really bought in, too. I'm like, man, these guys shouldn't be 12-and-a-half-point favorites against Marshall. Marshall. Interstate rivalry. Yep. West Virginia kicked the crap out of those guys. Oh, it's like, I, Marshall were yeah. never in that game. No, it was embarrassing. Well, no, they, they were. It was like. It's at the start. 
Yeah, I was like 17, 12, Marshall. Oh, no. but, but they you, hit the wall at like 20. Listen, they put in the brother who was bald from the men's league in there. The guy, the guy's, t- how old is that guy? He looked like he was 39 playing at the know, YMCA. Guy, Carter Williams, whatever the hell his oh, no, name is. Yeah, oh, no, his name's in. OT, whatever. That, that guy, I mean, his, his name was overtime, but it's Ott something else. The guy, I mean, I look, all those guys on West Virginia look like they're dude, 32 years the old. Guy would, like, I'm not talking about just regular bald. He had old man bald. Like, that guy looked like he was in his 30s. He's not a kid. All anyway, right, so he here, sucked. These are the Sweet 16 uh, numbers right now. Kentucky are minus six against Kansas State, total 138.5. The Nevada Wolfpack are minus two mm. against Loyola Chicago, total 143.5. Michigan. Oh, man. Minus three. It was three and a half, so it's come down. Minus three against Texas A&M. Aggies, that game's in Los Angeles, California. Uh, Florida State and Gonzaga. Gonzaga, minus five and a half. That game's also in Los Angeles because uh, the winners will face each other. Uh, West Virginia and Villanova. Villanova is a good game here. Villanova, minus five and a half, total 153 and a half. I feel bad for West Virginia because, honestly, if they weren't playing Villanova, I'd take them against any team. It's not a great matchup. It's a horrible matchup. It's not. No, it's it's. Brutal, because I think West Virginia is a wicked team. Uh, Mike Blewett, uh, you know, Mike Blewett was on the uh, the March Madness preview show that we did, and uh, he really knows his college ball. He's going to join us in a couple of minutes, actually. Uh, he liked Purdue a lot to go to the Final Four, but now Isaac Haas uh, is yeah, injured and know. out. So uh, Purdue, Purdue minus one and a half point favorites uh, against uh, Texas Tech, uh, laying two in some spots uh, right now. We've got Syracuse and Duke, all ACC matchup. And listen, I like Syracuse coming into this tournament. We always see this, Cam, every damn year, man, and people never buy into it. But a team that plays in the first four. Oh, always goes on a run. Yep, always. We it's talked here. about it with Mark Lawrence. Always go on. They always do. And it's at Syracuse. Syracuse yeah. does this all the time. This is what, this is what they the do. That's their MO. the thing is now with Syracuse and Michigan State, bad three-point shooting team. Not a good shooting team. Uh, they played against Arizona State. Not a great three-point. No, okay, yeah. three-point shooting team. Yeah. But West Coast kids playing in the Midwest in the Pac-12 sucks. Syracuse and Duke are in the same conference, and Duke shoot the three. Syracuse's little run is over, Ken. I'm, I'm actually th- – The only thing is it's 11 and a half. I hate to tell you, but Duke wins this game by, like, 18. Yeah, like, sure, yeah. I, 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 I don't lay favorites. and I just you know, hate the, Duke. I, I hate, like, points I, I'm going to tell you, though, Duke – you're right. Syracuse is not winning this game against Duke. If they do, I, I'll lose my mind because Duke is a damn, damn good team. Uh, to scary. me, the underrated Kansas Jayhawks uh, continue to be underrated, uh, laying only four to Clemson right now, and I think they're a far better team. Got to give Clemson a lot of credit. I like Clemson. I'll give Clemson too. credit. I was actually down on those guys. I thought they're 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 a chump overrated team. But you know what? What they did to Auburn, they absolutely like took Auburn out to the woodshed last night. Like that was a smoke job. You see, what did Auburn have? Nineteen at the half. That was brutal. Embarrassing. Honestly, the Auburn Tigers, Charles Barkley, you're talking to your boy Kenny Smith. Well, how about your alma mater? Because that was probably the most pathetic performance of that And I knew. I knew coming in. I thought Auburn were way overrated. suck. You know, after what we saw, Cam, in the SEC Conference Championship uh, uh, tournament, not championship game, but the tournament itself, in which, uh, remember, Auburn were up by like 10 at the half against Alabama, and that Colin Sexton kid went off and torched them. They ended up losing by like 30 or something like that. They rolled over. Like Auburn or gutless. Like when things don't go their way, they roll over. And it was evident. We saw it against Alabama, and then we saw it uh, in the tournament yesterday. Like that that's pathetic. I mean, listen, it's tough to come back from 24. You're down 24 at the half, Cam, but... It's not, you know what I mean? It's it's not insurmountable. It was like 43-21 or whatever it was, well, right? Nevada came back from 22 in the second half. Yeah, it's like go and, on a little bit of a rush. Save it to 10. Wasn't then, Xavier yeah. up 20-something as well? So yeah. both of those teams came back, and these were second-half things, yeah. Gabe. And then they this got, wasn't just the whole game. Then they got murdered in the second half again. I know. So instead of being like, all right, guys, listen, this sucks. We're down 22-23. Just cut it to 14. Let's chip let's away. Yeah, exactly. Cut it to 10 with 10 minutes left, and we're right back in this. No, no, no. They came out and they like uh, Clemson went on like a sixteen-five run. Yeah. And, uh, they, uh, dude, what did they lose by forty in the end? Yeah, Thirty-eight, they, whatever the hell it was. It was pathetic. I, you know, I like Clemson. I'm an idiot. I screwed it up. I ended up taking an end game where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take Auburn plus twenty-one and a half. Yeah, not enough. Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> like a tournament <laughs> game. I'm getting twenty-one they, and a half. They now. couldn't. They couldn't give you enough. I hate to say it, Marenzi. I know Michigan's been good to you, but that matchup versus Texas A&M—that's a tough matchup. Texas A&M have big, long, lean kids, and you saw what they did to North Carolina. Man. That's a real. But Michigan—they can shoot. But it's going to be interesting. I think that's going to be a really good game. It'll be like every other Michigan game. Down the tournament's to the wire. Gonna be. It's going to be down yeah. to the wire. 
It's you can if you're going to bet them. I wouldn't even lay the three. I'd put them on the money no, no, line. No, yeah, you or don't. Do Mich- Michigan, else. yeah, you can't lay the points in these games. And it's amazing. Michigan totals are always the exact same. One thirty-five. Yeah, one thirty-four and a half. One thirty-five. Every game, like the numbers, the same. But I tell you, Cam, if you're going to win this tournament. In the six games, there's going to be times where you got to rally back. You just going to be times where you got to hit a shot at the buzzer. A lot of this stuff is luck to survive. For sure, it is. Look at all the teams that won. The, like, yeah, like, yeah. Loyola Chicago's won that. They had no business. Miami could have won that game. Boom! Yeah, we're not Sister talking Agnes. about them. We're not talking about Nevada coming back because the Cincinnati Bearcats like just totally collapsed. Like, yeah, there's a lot nuts. of luck involved in this. You and know, the ball going your way, uh, calls going your way. That's the difference between kids and, we, and NBA players. We talk about it though. When things go south with kids, they yeah. go really. South, like you can, like, like they, they don't come back. Even that good uh, gu- blew it for um, Xavier. Yeah, I, I was watching him Fell at the apart. end of that good game. He's, he was he was chucking the ball around. He was slipping. I'm like, dude, I love this kid. Like, I loved him. He like when Xavier that was went a weird wrong, collapse. It was just odd. You didn't really feel it coming. Listen, I was on FSU and I was getting mad. I'm like, man, they just can't get over this hump of like eight, nine, ten. Every time FSU would cut it to seven, boom, Xavier would yep. man, nice play up the court. But you're right. As soon as the pressure kicked in, in no, that's what and Florida State is great even athletes. Even blew it. You're right. Yeah. That, that kid's a veteran. He's game. been around a long time. He's great. Remember he, him and Edmund Summer were the, yeah. were the tag team. Now Summer's gone, so he's just there. He's a veteran kid. This kid, and he doesn't. He's a smart kid. He fell apart. Like oh. you said, kicking the ball out of bounds. He slipped. He fell. He traveled. No, there was like seven or eight possessions. I'm like, what happened to this kid? And I felt bad for him because he is a really good player. But, hey, that's Xavier. And then their big man went for a three ball. That's all air. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Cantor? I was like, this guy, like, I thought he was going to hit the rim. I'm like, what the hell? Like, that, that Xavier collapse is actually, to me, shocking because they're they're a good basketball team. March Madness, though, yeah. Cam, often overrated. Florida State. Or at least no, this, it has been the, been. this has been the best March Madness. Yeah, this probably been the best tournament ever. I, I agree. Like, no, for uh, upsets, for definitely. shaking things up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been watching uh, March Madness a long time, uh, guys, and it's always sort of been a little bit overrated with the buzzer beater stuff. It's fun for degenerate gamblers, and it's great to hang out in Vegas uh, for it. Uh, but, you know, we, we hang on to the old, you know, the Valpo shot. Now, Bryce yeah. Drew, that was, that was like 25 years ago, guys. Ooh, Gonzaga, yeah, Morrison. UNC, UNC Wilmington versus Maryland. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah there's been a few <laughs> shots over the years that have hit. This year, you can't even keep up with them all. It's like, holy crap, these guys lost at the buzzer. They lost at the, the buzzer. buzzer. This yep. this team won because it is crazy play back and forth. It really has uh, delivered uh, this tournament. It sure has. Uh, actually, a game that I'm looking at, I I, I want to take Florida State again against Gonzaga. Gonzaga is the one team that is one that really hasn't impressed me very much. It'd be nice for Michigan if Florida State because we get them after. Yeah, that that's, would be a good matchup But like you, you said, getting through Texas A&M is no lock. No, like, I think that's a tougher game. Michigan's the type of team, Cam, they could beat anybody, but they could lose to anybody here. Like, they could lose to Texas A&M. Oh, I very, don't think so, much. though. I, think, uh, I don't think uh, they will. Uh, and I'm not just saying I, that no. as a homer. I don't think they will. I'm more concerned with playing Gonzaga than I am Texas A&M. And I think Michigan could beat Texas A&M. I think that I think you got, you got to admit though, Gonzaga for they haven't looked very. Yeah, they're good. a little they're, shaky. They're they're not there. They're a one or two man show. The rest yeah. of their team is not not very good. I think it looks like Michigan. They get through A&M here. We're going to the Final Four. I gotta, and then I got to tell you, and I don't like like Kentucky should murder K State at six and a half. Like I I, I want to take a dog and hey, remember I took uh, I, I took Kansas State against Kansas before. Yeah, I don't know, man. Kentucky. I'd like to get Kentucky in the Final Four because that's the matchup Michigan would get. Then I would, I think we'd beat them, and it would put us in the final. I think Villanova is still a team to beat. Yeah, both. Yeah, they're dangerous. I feel I that, and that sucks for West Virginia because I could look at any team in that bracket. I think they could beat anybody but Villanova. So uh, Rory won yesterday. Did you have a piece of Rory? No, I didn't. I had Henrik Stenson at uh, to win like sixteen hundred bucks. I had him like twenty eight to one, and he was leading the whole time. And I don't know what the hell happened in that tournament, but Rory McIlroy just found something, and he went birdie, 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 bird, birdie, five out of six holes. Let me tell you something, Renzi. I found a mistake on my book. Uh, a lot of the times these guys are shady, but they didn't re- they didn't recalculate after that tournament. I got Rory McIlroy 20 to 1 to win the Masters. I just went on bet 365. He's 8 to 1. That is line value personified, and I don't usually do this. I put $75 on him to win the Masters. Now, one thing I see. price. One, I might put more on, too. One thing I see about uh, Rory here is that uh, Rory honor, uh, honored Arnie Palmer loves, after Payhill. Yep, he loves honored Palmer. With a, with a vodka toast. Uh, yet, 
at the same point in time, I saw Rory complaining about drunk fans on the course, and Rory stating that maybe uh, fans shouldn't be allowed to drink uh, liquor on the course anymore. He's allowed to have a, a, a nice Manhattan with uh, for, in the memory of Arnold Palmer. Come on now. <laughs> Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone, we promise. No weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Viva Las Vegas, baby. Oh. hit Michigan late, saved his trip. It really did. Well, you're making me miss Vegas here, man. I'm getting, getting depressed. Now, dude, honestly, I'm surprised that thing didn't go viral. Like, when you were jumping around, you were like a jackrabbit around that bug. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, yeah, ding. my celebration was awesome. actually is on Twitter. Oh, yeah, it's a good one. Man. I actually have a, a gif. I have a gif. Yeah, it was quite the thing. I have my first ever gif. Is it officially a gif of me jumping around <laughs> Circus Circus Sportsbook? It was awesome. And uh, I also have a, a weed strain that was named after me. Oh, officially, nice. As, nice. as well in, in California my, this week. Morency OG? Morency OG Rage. Oh, Rage. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot, right. forgot about the rage. It's going to be sold rage. legally in the state of California, specifically in the San Diego area. <laughs> Bringing some rage to a yes. uh, shout-out to uh, to Chris Edge in San Diego. Now, I believe we're going to do a shout-out to Mike Blewett uh, right now. Uh, Mike Blewett, of course, was on the March Madness preview uh, special. And it was a lot of fun breaking down the other uh, tournament uh, with the guys, although I don't think any of us expected this tournament to be as crazy as, as this. The only thing crazier than our trip to Vegas has actually been this tournament. And i got to tell you, Mike, me and Cam, we, we drank a lot of strawberry daiquiris, man, from Vince Neal's bar when we were in Vegas. Is this bracket? Is this true? Like, uh, you, know, I, I, you know, am I missing? Is this fake news or is this a real bracket that's out there right now? Well, first of all, thanks for having me on. Secondly, what a way to honor Gabe Morenci than to have a weed strain named after you. It's, it's it really about, is as, a, about yeah. as on the nose as you can get. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. And we, 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 we looked at the weed, too. Great quality. Nice. you got a yeah. great strain. Legal, of course, in Nevada and California. Yes. Mike, right, of course. Le- legal. <laughs> Fully course. legal. And you, know, you know me well. No, I nearly cried. Like, it really is. Like, me winning an Emmy or something wouldn't mean as much. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I was like, you I should, can't they, believe you they did They should have got you up there for a speech <laughs> well i did sample it all above board all above board in las all vegas nevada all yep. above board even our taxi driver told us that he goes oh, i like to enjoy my day off and now that it's legal <laughs> i said don't worry i'm not telling even if it's not on your day off but yeah i was always jealous when marshawn lynch had the beast mode named after him i was like that's pretty cool uh, yeah. so yeah we, we've reached new levels uh right now um, but this tournament has been pretty cool, hasn't it? I was talking earlier about we kind of hang on to that whole one shiny moment a little bit too too hard with the, the Valpo shot late, Adam Morrison crying, um, yep. etc. But this tournament really just has delivered one crazy shining moment after another, hasn't it? I feel like a college kid that had a three-day weekend and woke up and looked at his bracket on Monday morning and says, what the hell happened to me this weekend? (laughs) It's just one of those kinds of weekends. And I was listening to the show uh, all throughout, and I am completely on board with what you were saying. I think historically people remember the Bryce Drew shot, uh, Northern Iowa taking out uh, as a 15-seed winning a game, Steve Nash's Santa Clara team upsetting Arizona. And they think that that happens with regularity. But it has been my opinion that over the last several years in particular, due to the way that players transfer, 800 players transferring in a single season, and the fact that mid-major and low-major teams are stocked many times with juniors and seniors and a lot of elite teams don't have the level of 
level of experience in playing tournaments together that those teams have that it creates a tremendous amount of volatility in the tournament, especially in that first weekend. Well, one thing that we saw coming in, actually, and we talked about it on the preview show, and I brought it up in which uh, Penn was, were only 14-point uh, underdogs against Kansas. Yep. Camp. Yep. Remember in the old days, Mike, we talked about this. Yeah. One versus 16, I remember, man, debating. Do I lay the 35 <laughs> and a half with Duke or not? You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Should I lay 38 and a half against yeah. Hampton here with Kansas? And they were only 14-point favorites uh, against Penn. That was the second lowest 116 ever, and I believe it was Oral Roberts versus Memphis in, in 2012. Um, so I guess we shouldn't be shocked that it finally happened to 16-1, but come on, man, the Virginia Cavaliers of, of all of them, like, yeah, that, it's just mind-blowing. I, I, I totally agree because of I did expect it to happen at some point. It's just a law of averages, if nothing else. But to It was 108 back, games, Mike, 108. That's no, right. That's what it was, yeah. Yeah. So, but to your point about uh, Penn and Kansas, now you and I are both on the same page when it comes to Kansas. We think they're being overlooked because it's not a yep. quote-unquote vintage Kansas team. But with the spread being so low, the way the, some of these Ivy League team play, teams play, you could conceivably see that game being tight. But never did I expect UVA, the way they sort of strangle teams to death defensively. I mean, this is a team that held teams like Syracuse and other ACC teams in the 30s, and they got blown out. Uh, we, You and I both didn't like them in this tournament because they play way too many tight games. I will never pick them in a tournament to win anything significantly because they play too many tight games. So for me to see them lose early isn't quite a shock, but in that manner, that team against UMBC didn't see it coming. No way. Yeah, Mike, I, I just can't believe the epic collapses. Like, you know what I mean? You saw, like, even heading into the tournament with Notre Dame versus uh, Virginia Tech, like, I'm not talking yeah. like six, eight points down the stretch. We're talking 22 in the second half. Like, teams with 20-plus point leads, and the shocking thing to me, I know you. we talk about Xavier. Well, Coach, what the hell were they doing at the end of that game with the, with the shot clock? It's like even the coach, you know, I'm like, what are these guys doing for a program like that? They absolutely imploded against Florida State. It was shocking to watch. Yeah, there's many things, obviously, over the course of this past weekend that were shocking to watch. UVA is the primary one that people are going to focus on. But really, after that, I know you guys are a little bit down on Xavier, but that really surprised me because I've seen Florida State play a lot, and that is a really sloppy team. I have to give them credit, though. In the in the ACC tournament, they were getting throttled by Louisville. I was there to watch it at Barclay Center. They were losing by over 20 at halftime. They were losing by 20 with nine minutes to go in that game, and they closed it yeah. to six in the last yep. minute. They did They're the streaky. same thing against They're Xavier. Streaky. Yes. You know, though, Mike, so. I'm going to be honest with you. I was doing a I was doing a podcast last night, and I was I was saying, guys, I got Xavier all wrong. These guys, look how crisp they're playing. They were going coast to coast. They were making great decisions. And I, I admitted last night, I said, I, I, it was the kiss of death for them. As soon as Morenci <laughs> gave them the blessing, no, no, the Xavier looking really good. Helped your bet. And I was on FSU, and like you said, FSU sort of remind me of K-State. They're just sort of generic 101. They're just sort of there. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, and Leonard Hamilton just, you know, if I'm being honest, he, he very oftentimes just kind of rolls the ball out there and lets those guys get after it. Yeah. It, it does create a lot of streaky scenarios. I mean, Xavier's up 11 with eight minutes to go. They lost by five. It was a, a shocking fold. I think Chris Mack's a really good coach, and you're right. You guys, I heard you guys say it earlier. They just kind of fell apart, and when things go south, like Cam was saying, when things go south you know, with certain teams in college, they really go south. We saw it yesterday twice with Cincinnati and with Xavier, just really shocking collapses. I mean, and Michigan State, as we know, they go 0 for 14 down the stretch in a game that set basketball back at least two decades. It was awful to watch. I don't care how close it was. It was was an awful watch. Me and Carton warned you guys, right? 100%. I like Carton's like real simple breakdown. I saw them against Rutgers. They couldn't score against Rutgers. They suck. Like that was yeah. as simple as that. That was it. Open and shut case. And they they go over fourteen down the stretch. 
Cuse is playing three guys 40 minutes in every game, and Jaron Jackson Jr. plays 15 minutes yesterday. Um, he goes 0 for 4 with two points, or re- whether it was Saturday or yesterday, they're all blending together. But the reality is he's a top five potential pick. He plays 15 minutes, scores two points. They just go so many stretches without being able to get buckets. It's what worried me about UVA. The same yep. thing worried you guys about Michigan State. They can't get easy buckets, and then uh, it, no, nothing seems to happen right. We saw shocking ineptitude offensively. You guys are talking about Auburn and Clemson. Auburn missed 18 shots in a row in the first half. They were losing that game 69-29. to 29. It's like a UConn women's score. Yeah, it was absolutely brutal. brutal. All right, so uh, Purdue, this is a team that you like coming in. And for the record, we brought it up. Virginia didn't make the, the cut of the list, and I'm telling you, man, the 16 and one ingredients. Remember, Mike, the over 73, less than 73, That's right. top I have 75 them written schedule, down. the coaches, etc. And Michigan are part of that uh, list. Uh, and Kansas, Villanova. Michigan, Duke, and Nova are left. Yeah, of your think, your qualifiers. Yeah. Exactly, and I think it'll end up being one of them. But you like this Purdue team. Isaac Haas says he's going to try and play. He's a tough kid, obviously. Painter said, yeah. no, this this isn't happening. The Vegas oddsmaker have him listed as out. Um, can, can they overcome this loss? Is there any chance? Is he going to pull the uh, the Fraser here? Is he going to walk through the tunnel uh, with, his, with his cool hair? Can they, go, can they win without Isaac Haas right now? I, I would doubt it now. I think the fact that they had Isaac Haas and Matt Harms backing him up really was a nice switch up internally. Harms is actually – there's – data that suggests that they're actually slightly better with harms on the floor defensively, but clearly this team functions a little bit better with Haas in there. I don't see how he can go. You saw him trying to gut it out yesterday. The NCAA you can't, says you can't wear that huge sleeve. Plus, he was obviously in a ton of pain. Um, I don't really see how he's going to get it done. I do think it hurts their chances. Look, when we're talking about all these buzzer beaters and tight games, every player being out is going to hurt them. Hey, he we've got to bring that up with seniors. Hunter. We got to bring yep. that up with the Hunter kid with Virginia too. I mean, the sixth man of the year in the ACC. Yeah, he's out. You know, freshman of the week. He he was becoming an offensive force. The kid was getting better as the season went on. That clearly hurt them too, Mike. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I actually have a question for you guys because Gabe, we talked about this on the March Madness show. We like to back teams in the tournament that have probably underachieved during the course of the season, but have loads of talent. We talked about UCLA, which didn't happen, but we also yeah. talked about Kentucky, which did. Now, I would pose a question to both you and Cam. Is it possible that with the talent they have on this roster, that Duke has actually underachieved during the season. They went 26-7. and seven. Should they have been the team that was the number one overall seed? They dumped some games, obviously, when Bagley was hurt. So should we have looked at Duke slightly differently uh, under the guise of that 26-7 and seven record? They have two guys that are going top ten in the draft. It's a very good point. I think Duke is underrated. I think they're going to murder Syracuse, even even with the zone. Uh, yeah, we brought up ele- 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 eleven and a half seems like a lot of points, but when I think they're going to win between eighteen and twenty-two, I'm going to lay the number. And yeah, with bag Duke, Duke can beat you in so many ways. I hate to say it, the Duke Blue Devils are damn damn good. You know what? A little bit underrated though, Cam. They've struggled in close games. They have. And good call. Grayson Allen isn't that guy that is lights out. He's going to drain yep. that three when they're down two with seventeen seconds That's left. Good call. They get away from Bagley a little bit, but you know as well as I do, Mike, and you don't have to be the best team in the country to win this tournament. You have to be the best team no on the way. floor for that 40 minutes, right? That, yeah, that's I mean, what, that's I, what it comes down to. And yeah, to, they, they, to his credit, Jay Billis, Jake Billis bangs that drum every year. He's like, this is a fun way for us to watch it, but it doesn't settle who's the best team. Obviously, you're going to go for a straight record for that and strength of schedule and all that kind of stuff, but this is a great way to play it out. I, I will also submit, since you guys have been talking spreads, there's four teams that are left that have been awesome against the spread to this point. You have Loyola went 21-9-1, Nova 24-12, Michigan 23-12-1, and Duke 22-11 against the spread. The rest of the teams that are left are all right around 500, give or take a game or two. So it is Numbers interesting when lie. we're bringing these teams. Yeah, we're, we're, well, it is know, interesting that these guys are left. 
You know what they say in Vegas, uh, good teams win, great teams, teams cover. cover. Yep. And I, I was kidding, actually. I was kidding earlier, actually. I'd like to have a tournament just of the best ATS teams. <laughs> like that, that's the real bro. No, my, my buddy's pool, know what they do? They do ATS. If you cover the spread, you move on. It's not about winning. Oh, it doesn't like pool it. like that. Yeah, it's, uh, All right, so, Mike, we've only got about four minutes left. I really enjoyed talking yeah. college ball with you. Great insight you're yeah. bringing to the table with us here. So how do you see this playing out? I brought up Michigan. I'm a Michigan guy. I know you heard me say earlier, you heard the conversation. Michigan can beat anybody. They can lose to anybody in this tournament right now. And I think that's the, you could say this the case of a lot of teams. But I'm reminded of the Fab Five days when they went to the back-to-back championships. And there was a game against UCLA in which they were down. It was crazy. Uh, Jalen Rose uh, hit a layup, like literally, you know, pulled it out of a hat type of thing. They had no business winning the game. And they ended up going. If you're going to, you know, if you're going to go to the Final Four, if you're going to win a championship, there's you have to have luck. There has to be one of those shining moments. So, you know, Michigan, to me, I think are in a pretty good place uh, right now. How do you view this matchup against the Aggies? Well, it, I heard you guys talking about it earlier. I, I'd say if Xavier and UVA were shocking and Cincy and Michigan State have to be kicking themselves, the team that impressed me the most through this weekend is Texas A&M. So I'm, you are obviously a huge Michigan fan. It would, it would concern me. But you're right. They have to have this moment. Their coach is a master. I just wonder if Texas A&M's uh, the coach is going to be able to match him a little bit in this tournament. They have a lot of guys that are difficult to cover. Uh, Robert Williams, their center, is a guy that's going to be a first-round pick. So um, I would probably lean towards Michigan only because of my bias of having watched them over the last several weeks. They escaped this game against Houston, and maybe the pressure's off with Beeline pushing them forward. So I'm still going to take Michigan, but it is one of the ones that concerns me uh, moving forward. Texas A&M really impressed me through that first weekend. I had them losing to Providence, and they proved me wrong twice. One thing about Michigan, though, let's not forget, and I brought this up, actually, the toughest game that they had when they won a Big Ten. Iowa, yeah. They went to overtime with the Iowa Hawks. That's true. Right? So they're, they're, it's going to be close no matter who they play. That's just the nature of, of their game, Cam. Yeah, I agree. I was going to I was gonna ask you guys about West Virginia, too, because I think other than Villanova, I believe in this team. I like what Huggy Bear does out, out of the timeout. They absolutely throttled. I know it's Marshall, guys, but West Virginia, yeah, I, I think, is a very, very dangerous team. I lost. And other than Villanova, I think they could probably take down anybody. Horrible matchup for, for West Virginia going up against Villanova. Yeah, I'm with you. I I think Villanova just has such versatility in the way they're able to win games. Um, West Virginia is always a funky kind of wrench in the works in these tournaments. We've seen them do it before. We've seen Huggins do it before. But uh, I'm going to go with Nova here. I think Nova's going to advance now with the injuries uh, to Isaac Haas and Purdue. I think Nova's going to make it out of there. Right now, I'd probably lean Duke over Kansas just because of the uh, players I was talking about earlier. I'm going to take... Gosh, that West is tough with Michigan, Gonzaga, and Texas A&M. I don't think FSU does it. Uh, I would probably lean towards Michigan, and then I think Kentucky is going to get by here. I don't see any of these teams left in that bracket matching up with them. Hey, great stuff, Mike. Let's do this again next week uh, when we've got the uh, the final four set. Really enjoyed uh, breaking down the tournament with you, man. Good stuff. By the way, it's Sister Jean. Show some respect, not Sister Agnes. <laughs> oh, is it oh, Sister Jean? Agnes. Agnes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least we didn't uh, tell her to go at first. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. We're, we're, we're nice to her. Yeah, yeah. At least oh, we didn't check, tell her. Check mark for you guys. Gold star in your paper for you guys. <laughs> Fantasy care, factor. Folks. Perfect daily site for the casual recreational player. It's great stuff. www.fantasyfactor.com. Single contest uh, entries only.